This is Believing Buckeyes with Brian Browning and Chindy Chekwa. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today. So, I mean, just tune in. Listen in, man. We got a good one. We got a real game coming up, man. It's exciting. Chim Hinner with the ad. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL, college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And yes, and if you have any issues with gambling, please reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER. They're there 24-7 to help you out if needed. But like I said, we're here to talk about OSU football. And we have finally, I'm not going to say finally. I mean, it's only, what, three games in. But yeah. we put a game together for, I'm going to say, to our, our, our high-end uh, fans and went out there and beat Western Kentucky 63-10 to 10, where we was clicking on all levels. So definitely, definitely a big win uh, this weekend. Yeah, huge win. Um, I'm a, I, let me tone that down a little bit. I'm not going to be But it was a big win considering that the you know the first couple of games, it wasn't exactly what fans wanted from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't the, the, the big blowouts that were expected. But, you know, you had that dress rehearsal. I call it the dress rehearsal game, right? Because I'm, look, I'm looking past. I was looking past Western Kentucky to the Notre Dame game. But you did want to put together a game offensively, defensively, special teams all together where you're firing on all cylinders to build confidence going into that next game and make sure that mm-hmm. all the loose ends, everything is, is buttoned up so that you're ready to go uh, to go play the, the the monster on the road yeah. South Bend. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, so obviously, like you say, we don't – we didn't want to look past Western Kentucky because obviously from game one against Indiana, game two against Youngstown State, there's definitely some things we need to work on. Um, and essentially, I think we had a show where we uh, had a conversation with Coach Dave beforehand. It's like the little things, right? The little things that we feel like we need to get better. And sometimes, as you said many a times, when you beat a team by 50 points, it's kind of tough to harp on the small things because it's just like, you know, you know, we won by 50. You know, what does that really matter? But when you know when it started to get to better competition, those little things kind of come back to bite you. Those little things turn into big things. And we saw that essentially Ohio State made some steps forward and some improvements. So first off, we want to shout out the quarterback, right? The decision was made that Kyle McCord is the guy. This is going to be Kyle McCord's team. And, you know, frankly, he went out and he showed out. I think he missed only have four incompletions on the day. Over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. He hit uh, the big-name guys, Marvin Harrison Jr. for some touchdowns and things of that nature, and he just played well, right? I mean, he played – he played, he looked apart. He looked like this was his team, and he was ready to kind of dust off that competition talk. Yeah, he, he, you know, he, he, he made some noise. He did his thing, you know, spread the ball around, hit the plays that he was supposed to make. Um, and really, he – you know, Ohio State showed that they were Ohio State and Western Kentucky was Western Kentucky. Which is expected, and I, not just Kyle McCord. I think Devin Brown came in there and and uh, threw a touchdown pass that was a money shot, like he right on the money. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. Um, the Carnell Tate, yeah, yeah, the Carnell Tate. So, you know, offense, the offense did what they did, but I really like what they did running the ball. I think that was yeah. a little bit of a, 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 a area where we wanted to see some improvement. Not wanted to see, we needed to see some improvement, <laughs> given that 
you know, you got a, a big game on the road where you're going to need to run the ball. So what did you see from the offensive line and really in the run game? Yeah, so obviously I think in the game we had over 200 yards rushing, and obviously that's like, I know against Western Kentucky, that could be expected when you play a lesser opponent. Yeah. But over the first two weeks, it's just little things, like I said, we want to see the offensive line and the, the unit essentially improve on, and that's executing on short, short yards um, chances uh, when it comes to third down and just basically getting the hat on the hat pushing the guys off the ball, making some space and getting first downs. We saw that against Western Kentucky. We saw them kind of control the line of scrimmage as an offensive line, uh, as a tight end, you know, it's a blocking bunch, it's a unit, and it got some movement there. And they were able to kind of do those things. And they were just able to really just to kind of show that, hey, like, okay, we've been working on these things. We've been having some, I, I've been saying the last couple of weeks, it looks like they've been having some issues identifying guys on the second level. Uh, linebackers or safeties, whoever we should be working to as a unit, and this week they kind of they did better. And obviously going into Notre Dame, um, you know, third and one, you know, we need to be able to kind of execute at that level and to kind of get those things done. And they was able to do that this week, so that's definitely a huge improvement for them. Um, and that's just once again doing it wrong for a couple weeks. Sometimes that's you know it's a blessing in disguise. So now that you come out here on one level and you're doing better, you know you need to work on these things to improve. And they was able to do that. And then now looking at our defense, once again our defense only held up to ten points. Um, I believe was that twenty points on the season. I mean that's pretty yeah. that's pretty good. You know, talking about three games in, only giving yeah. up twenty points on the year, and if, especially against Western Kentucky, a team that was averaging over forty points a season, uh, a points a season. This year, and then historically, they're known for scoring points. And I believe a stat came out that they haven't scored 10 points in the game in, I don't know, three or four seasons or something of the sort. So what have you seen on the defensive side of the ball that you could kind of hang your hat on going into yeah. this Notre Dame week? Yeah, it's a good point that you made because I think everybody's going to see Western Kentucky and just assume, like, I mean, this is what we're supposed to do against them. But the reality is they put up points. They yeah. lose games against teams that they <laughs> overmatch against, but they still put up points. And I think – um, the defense being able to come out there and hold him to 10, it was was big. And, then, you know, a lot of the discussion for defense, because they, the defense has been consistently pretty good throughout the first three games. Mm-hmm. But there's been, you know, some discussion around the pass rush, really yeah. for the last couple of years, right? We're not getting the, the, the pass rush for the defensive line that we're used to at, at Ohio State. But as we talked about um, last last week, you know, we really didn't go against a team that was throwing a lot of drop back passes. A lot of the stuff was super quick where, you know, a, a defensive lineman didn't have time to actually get pressure. Um, mm. So I think this was the first time we actually got to see it um, with, a, with a team that was going to really do drop back. And there was a ton of pressure. I know there were only two sacks registered, <laughs> but it's not just sacks that create issues for an offense. It's getting in the quarterback's face. Is is If you saw, you saw JTT pushing – the tackle into the quarterback's lap. Like, that affects the passer, and it's evident. You know, there's there's turnovers, there's interceptions, there's, um you, you know, you, you turn the ball over on downs because you can affect the quarterback. So I saw a defense that was able to affect the quarterback, and hopefully, you know, we can continue that going into this this next game. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can. And obviously, like I say, going into this week, we got, we got a big one. Big one on the road. Uh, like you stated, we're going up to South Bend to play Notre Dame who's undefeated, right? They're 4-0 this season, uh, ranked number nine in the country. And uh, I feel like it's a decent spot for them to be in. Um, obviously, Ohio State played them last year, 
and we was able to come away with a victory, twenty-one to ten, when they came to our house. And every basically ever since that game, after Ohio State game, they had a bad loss, right? And then after that game, it's like it's really a brand new team when it comes to Notre Dame, and it's being led by their transfer quarterback Sam Hartman, uh, who transferred over from Wake Forest. Right now, he's having a big year. I think his completion percentage is in the mid sixties. Um, he's already have over a thousand yard passing. Um, so he's basically uh, kind of taking things to another level. Because if it's one thing about Notre Dame over the last handful of years that you'll say like, oh, you know, who who do they have, you know, as that quarterback position would kind of be keeping them from getting to the top of the top. And right now it looks like they definitely have that guy in Hartman. Yeah, going back to last year, I mean, we obviously we beat them last year. Then they lost a game, I think, against Marshall. Yeah, um, that, was, that was a, a bad loss for them. But after that game, they really figured out what their identity was, being able to run the ball, big personnel, um, establish the run, and then off of that run, do some play action to be able to take some shots. Um, they didn't have the quarterback last year, as you mentioned. They got a guy who transferred in from Wake who is, um, I mean, he's capable, right? He's a capable guy who could lead that offense. And that identity, you know, they, they didn't come into this year with an identity crisis. They knew exactly who they were. And you see it. That's why they've been rolling so far uh, this year. And they have a veteran group, a lot of guys coming back. So it's really the same team. A second year uh, under uh, Marcus Freeman, a guy who we play with, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna be they're gonna be a team that executes well, right? And the the challenge for Ohio State is going to be, can we execute at the same level? Um, because the issue with Ohio State has never been talent. It's not scheme, right? It really comes down to the ability <laughs> to, to execute. Um, and all and all eleven working together and everyone doing their job, and they're going against a team that will do that, and mm-hmm. a team that has similar levels of talent. So what it comes down to is, can they execute at a high level offensively and defensively? Yeah, and this kind of just telling that story. Like I say, I mean Notre Dame basically since the week one. I mean they've been winning games by a lot of points. I believe uh, they played North Carolina State, who scored some points against them, uh, but it still wasn't, it wasn't really a close game. Last week against Central Michigan, I believe it was a game at halftime. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of yeah. pretty competitive at halftime. As then Notre Dame was able to run away with it in the second half. And that just kind of really tells their story. I mean, that when you're facing a team, it's just keep executing and keep executing. Just keep doing the right things, keep doing the right things. Eventually, that score starts to kind of get out of hand. And when you watch Notre Dame, the thing that they do best, I feel like, is like you were saying, is they, you know, they are able to get out there and basically like a 12 12-man formation where they have two tight ends out there on the field. They look pretty even if you're looking at them as a defense, and then they just run the ball. They get two, three, four yards. They're leading back. They're leading rusher of the year, uh, Audric uh, Estme. I believe I might have be butchering his name a little bit, but he's averaging eight yards a carry. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, so, you know, you get this guy the ball. If he's getting eight yards on first, second down, uh, that probably that sets you up for success. And once again, to go back to that play action, uh, to take those deep shots. And, uh, and obviously Sam Hartman has the talent and the receivers to be able to kind of execute and uh, hurt you in that way. So going into this game, once again, like you say, we have to execute. We have to do the little things if we want to win. But it's going to be up to Ohio State to kind of uh, do that back to them, right? Execute. Yeah. Do the little things right. When we get to these short yard situations, get the win. The big thing, I'll look at Notre Dame stats kind of before we had our conversation here for this show. And the biggest thing that stuck out to me is that on third down, Notre Dame, for the season so far, third down, they're at 54% efficiency. So when they get the third down, there's over, right now, over half a chance that they're actually going to get that first down. 
Ohio State right now, obviously, you know, when they play one more game than we have right now, we're only at 35%. That's a big difference. <laughs> so you talk about a team that's been executing throughout this year. Notre Dame has been able to do that once again. And that third down mark is where you kind of set it at. I know when we was in school playing under Trestle, we kind of went over the statistics of what we did and what the opponent's been doing and the things that Trestle felt was very important to win the game. And third down was always a key indicator. And for the goal for the game, for yeah. going to each game, was always to get over 50%. You know, it was like short yardage, 100%. And then it kind of like kind of the longer the distance, the percentages change. But overall, third down, you want to get to 50%. And obviously, Notre Dame is over that mark currently. So that's something, you know, Ohio State is going to have to watch out for. Yeah, and I, I think these, this is a tell of two different teams where you have, you know, Ohio State has a lot of guys returning as well. But they have new guys in key spots, right? The quarterback. The offensive line, I guess every area is really a key spot. But that's kind of like the foundation of the offense, right? The offensive line yeah. and the quarterback. Um, and then defensively, a lot of guys coming back, really, you know, really trying to take that next step. Versus Notre Dame, who has pretty much their whole team coming back. New quarterback in, but really a better quarterback. quarterback that, right. that were there before. And in the, through, through the first three ga- three games, I think the difference is that Notre Dame was really is really just kind of tightening the screws, right? They mm-hmm. Everything is set. Who we want to be is set. This is year two of Marcus Freeman's uh, tenure or whatever. And now let's continue to build. Let's continue to build. And Ryan Day, a little bit differently, is really still trying to put this thing together. New quarterback. Who's going to be my quarterback for the first two games, right? <laughs> trying to figure that out. Okay, we got that figured out. How do we fix the offensive line and short yardage situations? We really need that. It's really important for us to move forward. So I think the approach has been different for these three games. I think Day's approach has been, let's build up to Notre Dame. Let's identify these areas that we know we need to fix, and let's make it happen. Some of these third downs, third down and three, where we handed the ball off and didn't get it. Yeah. Ryan Day on third and three, we're handing the ball off. That, that's, <laughs> it's not <laughs> – I, I mean – Hey, it, I like it, man. That's I, how you play the game, man. <laughs> yeah, but it, it just, it's just not – it's just a little bit uncharacteristic. And I think hmm. it's one of those things where – the game is shortened because the rule change, uh-huh. and we gotta run. We gotta be able to run the ball. We gotta get. We gotta be able to run for three yards. Like uh-huh. we have to work on this. We don't got time to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, I think the approach has is, is changed a little bit. Um, and I'm and I, I think you know the Ohio State. I think they're ready. I think based on yeah. what I've seen in the last three games, the progression, um, which is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the process, and I think that process they've done it in the right way to get ready for this game. It's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is legit, I believe, because they know where they are and they have the guys to do it. But I think they're ready to go. Yeah, and I, and I agree. I mean, obviously, I mean, this is a very uh, talented team. Obviously, like we say, the coach, we played with him. So we know his his pedigree. And, you know, he, he was able to be have a lot of success on the uh, collegiate level playing. And obviously, as a coach, he's been pretty pretty successful, right? You're the head coach at Notre Dame. You know, you just don't get that, you don't get that job to anyone, right? And um, so, you know, going into the game, like I started in the beginning of the show, we won that game last year, 21 to 10 uh, at, at home. And if you remember that game, like, you know, it was, like you say, new. Um, Notre Dame, really be frank, they just couldn't play offense, right? We, we frank. They couldn't play offense until about week three or four of last season where they kind of figured it out. And in the second half of the Ohio State game, we just really just, we just really just took the air out the ball, right? And we kind of just ran the ball 
consistently. That was, in my opinion, Mayan Williams uh, coming out game, right? He just kind of got the ball. We just kept giving, feeding him, feeding, feeding him the ball. We had very long drives in the second half. And then when Notre Dame did get the ball, like I say, them not being able to having that guy at the quarterback position or whatever, figuring out who they were, you know, they kind of struggled. And we just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. And I was very proud of the Ohio State after that game and the sense that they have running because I felt like the second half, them pounding the ball, just getting short yardage, getting first downs on the ground, uh, shortening the game a little bit with the run, kind of is what won in the game when it kind of really came down to it. So hopefully this weekend we kind of could do that again, right, on the road. Um, it's always, um, you know, you don't want to get too pass happy on the road. You know, so the thing's a little bit more hostile with the crowd, with the surroundings and everything. And me personally, while I like say I like running the ball on third and three, it's just less risky, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> third and three. If we know we could get a push, we could get a double team, a couple of double teams, we could get a push, get a hat on the hat, and just hand the ball off to our running back. And he just finds a gap and falls forward and get the first down. It's just a lot riskier than us out in the shotgun, catching the shotgun, and, you know, all these things. The ball is in the air too much. So, man, just take the nah, take the ball man. out to here, hand it to Ooh. a guy, he get that first down, and we, we take it from there. And as we just do that, then that, that's how you win the game. That's how you win the game if you no. want to talk to an offensive lineman about it. <laughs> no, no, no. On third and three as a corner, I want you to run the ball. And, and on third and three, when they line up in run formation, I'm like, thank God. It's three yards. It's three yards, bro. There's a there's a bunch of field. There's so many pass plays that you can call <laughs> that can get you a catch. And even if I tackle you, you get three yards. So I honestly, you know, I mean, there's certain teams where you like, you know, we I, I don't want them to run the ball because they can they get three yards and they sleep. But uh, Ohio State ain't one of those teams, man. You got Marvin Harrison, you got Abuka, you got you got all these guys out here. Chevion Henderson out the backfield. I want y'all to just run the ball and not actually use these uh these guys. So yeah, man. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously we'll see. We we'll get to it this weekend. We'll see exactly what Coach Day plan is. As we know, Coach Day is going to have a plan. It's going to be a pretty good plan. But once again, we're going to have to execute at that um, Ohio State level if we're going to you know get that win on the road in the South Bend and that it's going to be a hostile situation. So. Definitely looking forward to it. I want I want to get this last thing out. So Marcus Freeman, year two of his coaching tenure, mm-hmm. um, he's they figured out the identity I mentioned, and they're, they're starting to they're rolling. Ryan Day, Harbaugh made a, a, a statement a while back. He said um, he was born on third, thought he hit a triple, right? Which I disagree <laughs> with one hundred percent. But what I what I do think is that because this thing was already rolling when he took over. He never got a chance to slow things down and figure out, okay, this is, you know, put his stamp on it. And I think, uh-huh. you know, a couple of losses to Michigan and, you know, he's, I think he's starting to figure, he's, he's starting to transition from this great offensive mind, this guy who, right. can, you know, create great scheme and all that stuff to being this guy who can manage and be the head coach of a team. And now I think he understands that we don't got to blow out every team that we're way better than. Uh-huh. We just need to be able to build up to the game. And I think he has some stuff. I think he learned from when they played against Georgia in their <laughs> playoff game, he had a great game. But I think he realized, like, look, I only need to bring these out <laughs> against the dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I yeah. think, and I, I could be, 
you know, I could be wrong, but I think his process was what it was to make sure we're ready. We fixed all the little kinks. And now when we go on the road and play against his team, we got something for him. And mm-hmm. I think Marcus Freeman on the other side, he's he's still he's in what Ryan, he's in that position Ryan they used to be in. Well, he <laughs> took something over and now he's, you know, is this thing is rolling. So I think he's gonna have something for Notre Dame. And I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what this game plan looks like. Yeah. So so coming up here, we got a special guest, uh, a guy that's uh, got some interest from uh, the Ohio State University. And he also got some interest from Notre Dame. So we got a guy that we're going to talk to who's still in the recruiting process, a big player in the class of 2025. We're going to cut to his interview. Uh, but we look forward to seeing you guys here next week to, uh, so we can recap the game and talk about the big victory. I'm going to speak it to existence, speak about the big victory and how we got it done. And, uh, yeah, so we'll catch you then. And on the show today, we got one of the top athletes of the 2025 class uh, out of the state of Ohio. We got Dorian Brew. Oh, how you doing today? How you feeling? I'm doing good. I feel good. How about you? Ah, doing well. Doing well. Glad that you are a part of the show. Uh, we just wanted to kind of get to know you. So, Chim, just kind of fire off, man. Let's get into it. Let's get to know our guy. So, you okay. are nationally, you're at least, a, I think they got you ranked like 13. But essentially, you're, you're a top 15 recruit nationally, number one athlete in your class um, in Ohio, I guess my question would be, that's that's great accomplishment up until this point. What does that mean to you? You know, it means a lot to be recognized, you know, for the hard work that I put in, you know. But at the same time, you know, I feel like the rankings really doesn't matter to me, you know, and I'm more focused on, you know, just trying to get better and perfecting my craft for the next level. Already this year, you had a 97-yard pass play (laughs) for a touchdown. My first question was, was you tired? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I was. You know, <laughs> that play before, like, we got backed up. So, like, we had, like, a couple, like, flags. So, we got backed up all the way to the three-yard line. And then, you know, that play just happened. <laughs> Which position do you like better, wide receiver or cornerback? Answer, answer this. Answer this carefully here. <laughs> nah, man. Why would you score touchdowns, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> I like I like both, you know. Um, I like catching touchdowns, and I like, you know, covering receivers and, you know, making plays on the defensive side of the ball, you know, catching interceptions. But just tell us a little bit about this process of identifying, you know, which schools will I consider or where do I want to go? It's got to be a tough process. Um, you know, right now I'm just taking everything in, but the main things that I um I look in is you know the relationship with the coach, the uh, position coach, because that's the guy you're gonna be around the most, and who's actually gonna coach you the most. Um, you know, somewhere it was like closer to home. I'm fortunate to be, you know, born and raised in Houston, Texas, and I moved on to Ohio where I'm at now. So you know. I got the schools up here, and I got schools down down south. So, you know, somewhere close to home, you know, and I ha- having an opportunity, you know, to play early, play my freshman year. Not saying start, but, you know, get on the field and make an impact. We got a lot of Buckeye fans, listeners. A lot of them have been following, you know, your, your career so far as a guy that they're targeting. Um, tell us a little bit more about the process so far with Ohio State. Um, how how has that gone so far and um I don't know what what are you looking for? What you what are you continuing continuing to look for? Getting a chance to you know get to know 
Coach Walton and Coach Eliano, you know. Um, I don't really know what position I might play. I might play corner. I might play nickel. I might go back and play safety, you know. So I'm building those relationships with um, the the two DB coaches there. Um, you know, they're great guys. You know, I've been up there uh, numerous times. Um, I just love it there, uh, you know. My mom, she actually ran track there too. And she's uh she's in a hot she's, she's in the track hall of fame at um at Ohio State too. So you know that's pretty good. You know, I have one of my best friends, Nigel Glover, he just um signed there, um, came out the transfer portal from Northwestern. So okay. that's pretty that's pretty okay. good. So Dory, I had to ask you. So obviously we're going to obviously you're, you know, one of the top tier recruits in the nation. Um, and obviously playing wide receiver and DB for your high school. Um, a lot of the programs that we're mentioning are all top tier, right? We're talking about guys that are going to who got, uh, you know, serious aspirations to win a national championship and get to the playoffs every year. Um, would you say it's important to you at this time to just kind of stick to those programs because you know they have a, a tradition in winning? Or is it more about just kind of, you know, what they bring? when it comes to the position, when it comes to quarter, uh, cornerback and, and defensive back play that you're most interested in? Um, I kind of have, like, a mixture of that, you know. I want to go somewhere who's going to win and, you know, compete for a national championship. And, you know, the history and, like, their background with defensive backs and, you mm-hmm. know, who the coaches coach and, like, how they develop those players. Just our advice as two guys who've been through the process, um, you know, really keep the main thing the main thing. You know, you mentioned wanting to find a place where they compete. You know, they they compete and they they potentially can compete for national championships, but they also develop you, right? So if that's your your primary, make sure make sure that that remains the primary. I know there's some other there's some other opportunity nowadays with you know NIL and um, other things as well that you have to consider. But make sure you keep the main thing the main thing. And I think, you know, we wish you all the all the best throughout this process. Um, continue to ball out this season. I want to see a few more 90, 97-yard 90, touchdowns, <laughs> right? And I, and I really, Maybe not that far. Maybe not that far, man. 80, you know, well, 75. Well, you can have some pick sixes too, man. I know they're not really okay. going target, to target you that much. But uh, <laughs> when they do, I mean, you got to make them pay. got to make them pay, right? Yeah, right. And what I would say, Dorian, for you in the recruiting process, just enjoy it. Um, it's a time like no other. Uh, you only get to well, most of the time you only go to get through this process once. And hopefully, you know, you go through it. Uh, you just take it in. You learn as much as possible. One thing about meeting and talking to all these different coaches for all these top tier programs is they could teach you things about your position. Just little things you could just kind of add to your game. So keep your mind open. Uh, once again, enjoy the process. And when it comes down to it, I hope you select the best school that's right for you and your family. So thanks for joining us on uh, Believe in Buckeyes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.